Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Paracast. I think I like Paracast <laughs> the best. It sounds better than Potoscope. Paracast, po we'll put out a poll, Paracast or Potoscope. But how are you feeling, Spread? How's it going? It's bright and early. I know you're up late watching the fight. Congratulations to our buddy, uh, Mason Crowley. If you don't follow him on Twitter, at Mason underscore Crowley, you're losing a lot of money on UFC and fighting. Um, he called, um, what was it, Lopez at... I think it was, he added a plus 350 like a month ago. Congratulations. Yeah. What'd you think of the fight? Oh, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, Lopez dominated early, but Lomachenko made a fight in the later rounds, and it was definitely um, pretty exciting going into the scorecard. So uh, pretty fun for boxing to be on free TV for once, uh, a high-level match. I know. It was such a surprise to see it on ESPN there as I slowly fell asleep, but fun to wake up to a little bit of myself. <laughs> I'm glad there you were you there go. holding it down. Um, unfortunately, this is not a boxing podcast. Maybe it will be someday. Who knows? But for now, we're going to talk about tennis. We finally have the women's tour back after a little bit of break. Um, big surface change here. We're going from the clay and Roland Garros after a week break. We're going to be indoors on the hard courts in Ostrava. We've got a small field here, only about 32 women, I believe. Uh, it's 32 spots. We have buys even. So pretty small tournament, but jam-packed with talent. So let's jump in. We'll start with the first quarter there. We've got Svitolina, who's got a buy in the first round. Pliska with a lesser. Zachary, Stritzova, Jabor, um, Ostapenko, and Martich. What do you think of this first quarter? So I only see one hitter in the quarter, and that's Ostapenko. So that bodes well for my favorite player. Indoors, I like to back the servers and the hitters. Um, so I think she's got to make a chance to make some uh, run like she did at Linz last year uh, where she was able to make the final before falling short to Coco Goff. Um, so other players that aren't my favorite player worth looking at. I think Pliskova's got some upset potential here. Um, I think I might be backing her in this first round against Sakari just off of the surface. I think this is going to be a tough situation for Svitolina, but she can redirect and obviously don't want to counter out. Um I like Owens Jabour. I know we talked before you started that, that you like that as a first-round play. I do like her in the first round as well. I just wonder how well her style is going to fit on these really quick surfaces. And then, um, you know, Petra Martic, we've, we've been kind of inconsistent about backing her this year. I think that sometimes we've been a little too high on her and sometimes we've been a little too low on her. Still don't know what to make, but I think she gets a very tough first round against probably the biggest hitter in the quarter in Ostapenko. Yeah, you know, not to make fun of your girl, Ostapenko, what I actually see is Martich having a match against an erratic player, and then somebody maybe in the next round, Alms de Boer, who she has a chance to beat. Um, I was looking at her price. I'm seeing her 28 to 1. You know, that's a little worse than Jabor at 22 to 1. So it looks like Martich should actually maybe even be a small dog there because. Well, maybe it just takes into account what you said. Panko's a tougher first-round opponent than Stritzova. But I'm going to have a little bit of Marta to 28-1. to 1. I think there's a good chance to make her way through this quarter. You know, I think the toughest match for her will be that second-round match against Jabor. But she's a steady player. She's smart. I don't think that she's going to um, fall for any of Jabor's kind of tricks or, or junk nonsense. So that'll be a tough match. But she makes it through there. You look at the top section, like you said, Zachary. Um, a very good player, but Pliskova being able to serve indoors obviously is big for her. Spitalina's coming off a bye, which normally would be an advantage, but I think not having a chance to maybe get a first-round match and build a little bit of form before hitting Zachary or Pliskova is going to be tough. So I like Martich here with a good chance to win her quarter 28-1. to Yeah, and I can't argue with that. I think that there's a ton of value in the top half of the draw because you'll see as we keep going, all the hitters and all the servers are in the bottom half. 
second quarter as a ranker. She's got a buy. Then we'll have two qualifiers. Um, while you're talking, I'll pull up that list. Zhang, Mahova, Anna Samova, and Mertens there. What do you think of the second quarter? Is anybody popping out? Looks obviously um, a lot better and more competitive to me than the first quarter. Yeah, and when I'm going in, when I'm handicapping indoors, I'm handicapping the hitters. So the first thing I want to do is see who's the biggest hitter in the quarter, and that's Anna Samova. My issue with her is obviously the health issue that kind of was hanging around there at the U.S. Open where she looked so great and then completely fell apart. I think we were all backing her, and then, you know, um, she just gets blown off the court. And I don't think that that was a poor performance, you know, mentally. I think that she's physically not 100% yet. Um, I love the attitude, and I'm really expect, excited to see her next year. Uh, in this short of time, I don't know. I just don't want to bet her because I'm unsure of the health. Um, Mertens is a solid player, like our boy GB says. She just crushes everyone who's not in the top 10 and then loses when they're in the top 10. So I think you take that into account here, and then you're, you know, I would back her until she plays Vika. Uh, then I think she might have problems. But I don't like Vika indoors as much. I don't think her game's going to translate as well. Um, she does have a nice serve, and she should be able to get those free service games. But overall, she's been playing a lot of tennis, and then this is just such an abrupt surface change. Not really too interested in, in Azarenka. So I think if you're going to take a flyer here, I think it would have to be Anna Samova at 35 to one. Um, but that's a gamble because we don't know about her health. But I don't know if any of the other ones really look that appealing to me. How about you? I'm not touching anybody that I see on the board right now. You have two qualifying spots, and we have some interesting names in there. Um, I'll read the whole list. We've got Martin Kova, Tormo somehow, Krejcikova, Coco Goff, uh, your girl Dasha Kasatkina, and Veronica Kudelikova. Right. So some fun names in there, but again, even— Only a couple hitters, though, right? Yeah, even if somebody say like you know Kudermatova, I'm always looking to bet her. <laughs> I, I think that she's a great player. Even somebody like Goff might be interesting in these um, setting in this setting, but. You know, having to play possibly each other there in the first round, and then Azarenka in the second round. This quarter is just a mess. I think you take Azarenka or nothing, and at the price I'm seeing, right around five to one, I think it's nothing. All right. Third quarter, Contivate, Alexandrova, qualifier, Lynette, Siniakova, another qualifier, and Arena, the Amazonian warrior princess, Sabalenka, with a bye spread. Yeah, and then this is where think? we're going to use our Anakin Skywalker gift. This is where the fun begins. So they managed to put all the players that you would love indoors in this bottom half. You know what I'm saying? Contivate can dial it up. Alexandrova, I think, has got a real good shot to make some noise here. Um, I know we're down on Siniakova, but we also know that she can redline and blast it with anyone. And then you have the biggest hitter of them all um, sitting at the bottom of this quarter with Sabalenka. Um, I want to see what would that be. Is that a quarterfinal? Uh, Alexandrova Sabalenka match. I think that yeah, would be that would fantastic. Be that would be fantastic. That's what I'm looking for here. You know, um, so if there's any way to get on that, but I still think that it's just su such a tough path to try and take anyone out of here. Alexandrova at 23 to one to me is more appealing than Sabalenka at seven to one, just because I think she's got a pretty good chance to win that match. Um, and I'm getting almost four times the odds there. So Alexandrova would be my look for this quarter. 
I like Alexandrova here, but I don't like the price. I'm seeing 25 to 1. What I'm going to do with her, I think, is just basically take her money line every match and kind of do a rollover there. She's okay. already, um, you know, we'll talk about the first round match in a little bit. She's down to plus 131 there. So um, that's the big change overnight. We'll talk about that in a second. But I feel like you're going to do better rolling her over match to match. You know, you've got a plus 130 in this first match. She'll be a favorite, I think, in her second match. Should be close to probably to plus 200 against Sabalenka. Then the winner of the fourth quarter, who we'll talk about in a second. I think, again, you're looking at like plus 150 to plus 200 there. It depends who's in the final. Um, you might do a little bit better match to match there. I think I'm going to take Sabalenka. Plus 750. She's got to buy. I think she'll be a big favorite against Alexandra over there. And if she's playing well, I mean, that's a walk through the quarterfinals. And, you know, she's looking at somebody in the fourth quarter that's probably beat up from playing a couple different matches. I just think that's a nice price. That should be closer to five to one, in my opinion. What do you think? I mean, I don't mind at all. I think that she, out of everyone in this bottom half, she's got a great path, and I really like her chances against Pliskova because it's one of the few times where she can basically, you know, Pliskova probably be a little uncomfortable not being the bigger hitter on the court, right? I mean, it's just something she's not used to, and we've talked about other power players going against Sabalenka kind of having problems making that adjustment when they're like, wait a second, I'm not the hitter. She's the hitter, you know, matches on her racket. This is kind of a, a change of pace here. So yeah, I think Sabalenka has got a great draw here. Um, as far as anyone on this bottom half. And like I said before, I can't, I, I really hope we see Alexander over Sabalenka in the quarters. I think that'll be just a great match. A nice little contrast of styles between, um, you know, two women that can really put it together. So I, I hope Alexander is informed because that's what I'm rooting for here. All right, I'm going to grab some Sabalenka, seven and a half to one. Let's jump into the loaded fourth quarter. Elena Diana Yastremska, Jennifer Brady, Donna Vekic, and Karolina Pliskova. Elena Rybakina, the favorite for the tournament if you take out everybody with a bye. She is seven to one, having to play a first round match, which is the same odds as Fidelina, who has a bye, and a little lower odds um, than Sabalenka, who has a bye. Um, so a lot of respect for her in the market here. And it's just a shame. A lot of names that you would love to take. I mean, indoors, Brady should do very well. Rybakina should do very well here. Klishkova, even Vekage. I mean, all four of them. So it should be a lot of fun here. But do you see any value? And if not, you know, who do you think comes out of this uh, dogfight? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Pliskova comes out of it. This is kind of how she has this number. Uh, you know, her high ranking is by... Um, beating the people she should beat in tournaments like this, especially without the bright spotlight, right, with not a lot of pressure. So I think Pliskova comes out of there. Of course, they've priced it, so there's absolutely no value uh, in taking Pliskova. Um, I think if I were to take someone out of this quarter, and I don't want to because it's a minefield, I'll go ahead and take Brady at 10-1. to 1. I like the way that she was serving um, in the U.S. Open and the French, and I think that that form is going to continue. Um, so... But it's such just such a loaded quarter. I don't really see why you'd want to get involved here. I think, like you said, it's going to be really tough for whoever comes out. Um, Rybakina, I think, is justified because I think her game translates to the indoors better than anyone else on this field. Um, Yastrzemska is always a wild card, was not playing well um, there at the end of the French and really hasn't found the form that she had last year at this time. Um, and we talked earlier about Vekic, right? She's... Uh, you don't really want to want to rely on her, uh, and Pliskova seems to, it, what his tennis Twitter called vulture all these tournaments. Although I wouldn't consider this a vulture to go through these failed. Uh, if you're going to have to beat Vekic, then potentially Rybakina or Brady to to mate up with either Alexander or Sabalenka. I mean, that's a pretty tough path here. Um, so probably if I were to bet, and I'm not going to, I would take Brady. 
but I would not be surprised to see Rybakina come out of here. This would be a nice one to take Pliskova. I find it odd that Bookmaker does not have a price. on. Yeah, I saw that. I went looking for her when I was talking Bovada's about Bovada's got 6-1. to one. Uh, Bovada has her 6-1, to one, which makes sense. I think that's a pretty solid number there for her. Um, maybe a maybe little... they just threw Christina's number and then thought they were done. Yeah, that's very odd. But, again, the draw is really, really tough, even with the buy. Vakage, Brady, or Rybakina, Alexandrova, or Sabalenka. And that, again, is only just to get to the to the final. So... Tough, tough draw for anybody here in the fourth quarter. So were there any outrights that you actually took, Spread? I'm going to throw a small amount on Penko at 30-1. to And I'm going to go at Alexandrova at 23-1. to All right, switch over to your Bovada account and take 25-1 to on Alexandrova. Oh, thank you. Okay, well. Thank you. And then 33 to 1 on Panko. So those are spreads two plays. I'm again also looking at Bovada here. I'm going to take Sabalenka plus 750, probably for about a full unit. Petra Martich 28 to 1, probably half a unit. I'll post the exact stuff on my account on Twitter at underscore noobs. Um, any other thoughts spread from you from an outright perspective before we jump into the first round matches? No, and you know what? Sometimes these first round matches are pass, 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 but I think these are all great first round matches for us to discuss. I mean, they are um, what we usually get like in a third or fourth round or quarterfinal it's not just a bunch of minus 700 so this should be a lot of fun all right let's jump in um, the qualifiers have not been placed yet first up we've got anna samova against mertens anna samova an underdog here right around plus 170 i'm seeing mertens minus 210 215 depending on where you look seems a little heavy on mertens i mean she's been the more consistent player she's actually been pretty good in in terms of form since we've come back, despite not actually having won an event yet. But, you know, Anna Samova, a lot of question marks about her health, her form. What do you think your spread? They price us right out of it, right? We want to take Mertens. I don't want to lay minus four, and I don't want to lay 215. Um, I don't even want to play the total because I can see a 7.5 or 7.6 in either set. So uh, I think they price us out of this match, although I would lean Mertens. It's a really tough, tough match. I think you're right. You know, if, if you're picking a winner here, Mertens is the, the obvious pick. But I'm not even going to use her as a parlay piece at that price. There's just no value there. Right? Yeah. Was, yeah. We talked. I've talked about it before. I talked about it on the show last night because uh, someone said, "Are you going to parlay Lomachenko?" And I said, "Well, no. If I don't like the price as a straight up bet, putting it in a parlay piece doesn't give it more value." So I kind of agree there. If we don't see minus two fifteen as value just to play straight up, there's no value in it as a parlay piece as well. Next up, Annette Contivate against Ekaterina Alexandrova. A um, lot of support for Alexandrova. It's opened pretty close to plus 180, plus 185. I got a little bit of that um, late last night, all the way down to plus 131 or 2.3. Um, what do you think here? Has there been too much market support for Alexandrova? Is there maybe a little value on Contivate now this has been depressed so far? No. Alexandrova is the right side. The market hit it. I missed it. Because Alexandrova is so strong mentally, you know exactly what you're going to get. Contivate is so streaky. That, um, you know, obviously if she shows up and you get the red line, you know, she's going to win. But you don't necessarily get that. I know what I'm getting from Alexandrova. I'm getting plus money. I mean, it's a great bet I, that you got it in so early. Even right now, I, if I had to bet it, I'd probably take the plus 135. It's just almost like I don't want to. There's not a lot of money in betting lines 50 cents off their opener, you know. So, um, it's, but it's I think Alexandrova is the right size. Yeah, yeah, if you're looking for some action, I mean, maybe half a unit or something if you're going to watch the match. The total sitting at 21 looks half a game too low to me. I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. Um, actually, let me pull it up right now and see if maybe any money has come in there. Wait, so you're looking at the over there? 
Yeah, the 21 games, that's, let's see. Somebody's actually come in on the over. Wow, you could have gotten a fairly cheap over 21 last night. I must have missed that um, with totals open. So that's taking a little bit of money. I'm going to take a, a harder look at that one probably when we're done here. But over 21, that's pretty interesting. Actually, I'm going to look at that when you talk about the next match. we got Olms to Bohr, minus 193, another line that moved quite a bit. Um, Jorge and myself got right around minus 150 last night. Stritz of a plus 160, Jabor minus 3.5. Um, do you still see any value here, even after all the move? I know you said it's tough to bet anything that's moved that far off an opener, but that spread at minus three and a half games doesn't seem like the worst idea in the world. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I like Jabor here. Shritzva is really struggling um, this year here, and Jabor's really coming to her own. Um, I think Shritzva's really looking at the end of her career and, and might be just um, transitioning over to doubles because she's still a top, top player in the world in doubles. Uh, but as a single, she's really struggling, especially against a top player like Jabor. Great job getting that number early. And, uh, yeah, I think that the money line value is gone, but three and a half is probably worth a look. I went back and looked. I am going to play Alexandrova Contivate over 21. I'm going to take that for a full unit, minus 113. That should be 21 and a half. So anytime you know you can get over 21 when it should be 21 and a half, that's a pretty important half game. So I just grabbed that. I'll post that when we're done. Um, agree with, with your breakdown there. I mean, Strissive has been really, really tough. Jabor minus three and a half. I might even try to sell that out a little bit. Look for a four, four and a half, something like that at, at plus money um, to add a little bit to my stake that I have already. Petra Martic only minus 133 of Rostopenko plus 112. Um, I was surprised to see this match line this closely, but you're the number one Ostapenko fan in the world spread. What do you think? Is this right? Yeah, because it's the perfect setup for her, for, right? The indoors, she's not going to have to hit a lot of balls. A lot of those first strikes on those huge forehands are just going to be, rather than being returned, they'll be winners. And so, um, yeah, I think she's got a great chance for an upset here. Martish is really going to have to play her best, um, you know, because you know the Ostapenko run's going to come, and she needs to coax those errors. And if she's not 100%, uh, I think Penko could steamroll here. I think this price is right. And this is another one that got beat up. I didn't realize. I'm looking right now. This opened at Pinnacle plus 140 is all the way down to plus 106 at Pinnacle. That is a huge move. So a lot of market support for us to Penko there. Um, I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know if I would. I, but at the same time, I don't think I would have bitten Martich at those numbers. At minus 130, I'm going to see how, how much further it goes. I'll wait till this afternoon, maybe tonight. What, what price would you more. want there? I'm going to take her on the outright, so I have a little bit invested in her. I mean, if this gets to oh, minus yeah, yeah, yeah. 115, minus 120 range, even at minus 125, frankly, I'm probably going to take a long, hard look at it. So um, that'll be an interesting one. That'll be one where, again, if the market continues to pile on Ostapenko, I'm going to jump on the other way. Sakari minus 196 against Pliskova, the lesser, plus 154. I know that we were going to the outrights. You thought this would be an upset spot for uh, Christina Pliskova. What do you think? Now that you know know the price, yeah, I think it's worth the shot. The plus one sixty, I'm getting a better server. Um, you know, we know that Sakari is a fighter, but she's also prone to just bouts of erraticness. Um, if Pliskova serving well and she holds, she can put a lot of pressure on her. At plus one sixty, I think you're getting great value. I I lean towards Pliskova here. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten burnt by Sakari quite a bit, and and she seems to be good in situations where I don't think she is. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and think that coming off the break, she's probably going to be more in shape and a little more focused in Pliskova, but we'll see. I think that's a solid bet, but that's a pass for me. Um, 
Elms Jabor against Stritzova. We already uh, did that one. We did do that one. What did we? Must have seen that one twice. Sorry. Um, Yastremska versus Brady. Yeah, to say you skipped the one that I like bet. This was my bet for sure. This is my first round bet right here. Sorry, I was Brady. Must have reorganized. Anyway, Brady plus one twenty. I'm seeing. I'm sorry, Brady minus one fifty. Yastremska plus one twenty. That's interesting. I think some money's coming on Yastremska. Um, break it down. Why do you like Brady so much? Because Brady was playing fantastic and Yastremska was playing terrible. Uh, the the um, surface fits Brady more. I'm only laying minus 145. This should be up in the minus 190s um, with the Jabor, you know, and that's where they put the Zachary price. But, I mean, it's, to get it at such a short price, I'd probably even take the minus two if you don't like laying juice. Um, but I love it. I'm getting an informed player against a player that was struggling <clears throat> uh, mentally and, you know, split with their coach and who knows what's going on. Probably just looking forward to an off-season of, of making uh, some songs with uh, Shapovalov and uh, Mute. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all over Brady here. This is another one I'm going to wait because the market has had a huge support for Yastrzemska. This opened pretty close to what you said. Uh, Pinnacle opened right around minus 180 for Brady, plus 155 or so for Yastrzemska. Yastrzemska all the way down to plus 125. So a bunch of money coming in. It has here. to be the European market just not being aware of how well Jennifer Brady was playing over here in the States over the summer, right? I have no idea. It's again, this is not that I'm going to wait till this afternoon on that one, but I think you're right. I'm going to be jumping. Well, on I'll be on the days. NFL show all day. So if it keeps dropping, let me know. Cause I'll double down if it keeps going down. All right. I will let you know if that price moves while you're doing that. Do you want to take a quick second? I know we'll circle back to that and then you can pimp that. We've got just one more match left. Carolina Mahova against Shui Zhang Mahova, a sizable favorite minus two seventy Zhang plus two ten. feels just about right to me. I mean, this is a great spot for Mahova. Spreads at minus four and a half. Feels just about right. Maybe a touch of value there. Probably should be minus four and a half. A little juicier in my opinion. But any angles for you on this match? I don't know how to approach this match. I thought the four and a half seemed high. Um, so I'm seeing minus four and a half, minus 103. I'd probably have it four and a half. Minus 110, maybe minus 115. Um, I like the money line where it is. I'd maybe even have that a little juicier because I think that it's a good parlay piece, frankly. I just I struggle to see what Zhang does better than Mahova. I think that Zhang is not really in any form. Not necessarily that Mahova is either, but you know, given kind of the the equally bad form, if you will, or equally non-existent form, it, I'm not too concerned there. Yeah, I think it's really tough. I didn't really watch much of Zhang over the um, you know the two Grand Slams we had in a month. Wow, that was a whirlwind, right? And um, I know that I was kind of high on her for the U.S. Open, not too high on her for the French, and she really didn't do much, you know, beyond expectations at either. You know, we've loved Muhova a lot, and, but the market's reflected it, so I think all the value's gone and taking her, um, almost to where I think that it's like an overcorrection. I'm almost wondering if it's just the Europeans hitting this market, because the Americans are so into NFL, uh, NBA's over, but, you know, uh, Major League Baseball in college football that it's just Europeans moving these numbers because minus 260 seems, I mean, all the value's gone on her. We used to be getting great numbers on her. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from this match. I got to stay away. So to wrap up, we like Brady. I'm going to wait a little bit. I'll post when I actually bet her. Jabor minus the games. We think that's a solid bet. Um, personally, I'm going to be on Martich at some point. I'm going to wait a little bit and see if that one moves. Alexandrova plus 131 we think is a, a decent bet, even though that number has moved. And then you're on Pliskova, Christina, plus 155, plus 160, I think you even got. 
Yeah, 168 Bovada. Beautiful. I think that covers just about everything. Um, any other thoughts here on Ostrava before we wrap it? No. Uh, this is our last tournament of the year, right? As far as um, being an official yeah. WTA, because we'll have the 125s, but I don't think we get outrights for those, right? Um, isn't Linz is an actual is not a 125? Isn't that a 250? Oh, do we still have Linz? That didn't get canceled. I think so. Okay, Linz, wonderful. Yeah, then we can got rescheduled. But let me just we can say our goodbyes and everything on the Linz one. For some reason, I thought this was the last tournament of the year for WTA. Let me go back. But I thought Linz got saved for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's right. We still have Limoges in December. But you're right. Now, Linz. But that's a 125K. November 9th. So we've got a couple weeks before Linz. Okay, cool. And then we can basically uh, wrap up the year at that point, you know, and talk about the wild year that was 2020. It won't be a normal fun wrap-up show like we were able to do last year, but I'm sure we'll find some good... uh, good material to give out and, and some nice thoughts and definitely um, a 2021 preview, which is going to be weird again because we don't even know what tournaments are getting played. Um, so I know that Wimbledon said they're back on for next year. I know that Auckland's out, but the rest of the Australian swing is on. Um, and we'll see if we have an Asian swing next year. I have missed my late night tennis at this time of year. Fingers crossed, buddy. All right. Before we get out of here, you want to pimp a little bit? You're doing some, Streaming today, you and the you and the boys doing some NFL games. Why don't you tell the folks what you're doing and where to find you? Well, yeah, but unfortunately, it's behind the paywall. So if you're not a subscriber to Run Pure Bets, uh, you won't be able to watch. We will be back on free tomorrow night uh, for Monday Night Football, uh, and actually, it'll be tomorrow day for me because we got the double header. Um, right. But if you are interested, head on over to Run Pure Bets. Um, just twenty dollars for a weekly pass. You can see what we got going on. You got live shows every night where we're live betting. Uh, it's either the uh, the live line hosted by Jay, or now that we have the Maxwell Smart Show during the week uh, for subscribers only. And then we are on, just to give you guys a taste, um, on Monday and Thursday night for the football games. And those will be free on YouTube, and I will be tweeting those out. And, um, yeah, other than that, we just have a good time, watch the games, and, and make some live bets as, uh, as these things open up. So uh, pretty excited for today's games. I've been doing pretty well in NFL, so trying to keep it going. Beautiful. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. For those of you watching live, thank you, everybody who's listening. This will be out as a podcast form eventually. Um, we'd appreciate a rating, a review, whatever you're doing, lots of comments. All that stuff generates lots of good things for us, so we can keep doing all the good stuff we're doing for you. Thank you again. You can find us both on Twitter. We'll continue tweeting on our picks and things there. Follow the Networth account at NetworthPod for updates, and maybe we'll do some pop-in scopes. Who knows? Uh, Jorge wasn't able to be with us today, but I think him and Snice are – uh, Swedish buddy, you're thinking of maybe doing something special this week for some of those events. So thank you, everybody, and uh, until next time. All right. I feel a panko run coming. Good luck in all your wagers.